think I bit off more than I could chew. There's no way I could properly exegese both scriptures. So therefore, I'm just going to maintain the one, the one passage. I want you to go to First uh, Timothy. Uh, forgive me. Second Timothy. Chapter 2. I was just checking to see if y'all was paying attention. 2 <laughs> Timothy, chapter 2. I will begin reading at verse 20. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20. I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I will be going back and forth to Ephesians, chapter 4, beginning in verse 12 through 16. But my concentration is, is going to be here. It says to us, now in a large house or a great house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but there are also vessels of wood, of earthenware, and some to honor and some dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleans himself from these, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful to the master and prepare for every good work. Stop there. That's enough. The thought I want to bring to you today is um, the church is on display. The church is on display. Will you say that with me? The church is on display. Father, even now, make clear your word. Do not allow me to impede or to hinder what you want to say. Lord, in spite of me, beyond me, do what only you can do in the mighty name of Jesus. Allow me to preach not out of my strength, but out of my weakness, that you may be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Allow me just to prepare myself. Amen. Amen. What in the world is Paul talking about in this passage? Vessels, vessels of silver, vessels of gold, earthen vessels, vessels of honor, vessel of dishonor. Is there anybody in the house got a china cabinet? Anybody in the house got a, a, a was it, a, a, a curio? Did I say that right? Or did I say it wrong? 
Cheerio? Cheerio. 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 Not the cereal. A china cabinet, you just don't put anything in your china cabinet. You don't just put anything in your carry-all. But, but it is on display. It, it is, it, it's a lot of glass. The shelves are usually made of glass or mirror. There's usually a light in it that enables you to show off your china. You are proud of the things. You put little delicate things in it. You put glass in it. You put your, your good china in it. You, you show it off. You, you don't put plasticware in your, in your china cabinet. You don't put stuff that are tarnished or chipped or broke. You know, you know, when you got guests coming, you don't give out the chip plates. I mean, when you want to impress, you, you don't break out the, the, the paperware. But you, 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 you go get the stuff that you don't let your family eat on. You go, you go get the stuff that, that you set the table and it sparkles and it sit there on the table. You, 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 you turn on the light in your, in your china cabinet and allow the glory of the stuff that you paid money for to glitter. That stuff that grandmama, great-grandmama passed down to you and it's maybe worth some money, but you haven't checked into it yet. Some of y'all going to go home and check into it. You display that so that everybody who comes into your dining room can see. It has value. It has worth. It, it, it catches the attention of everyone who comes into your house. They asked about it, and some of it got a story to it. It is on display. My brothers and sisters, whether you know it or not, the church is God's finest china. He has set the church up that we are on display to the world. He has, he is preparing us that he may show us off to the people of the world, even the hell itself. God wants to show you off. Even through what you're going through, God wants you to go through it as though you know your God, as though you know he's real. As though even with tears in your eyes, you are still able to say, my God is real. Hold on, hold on. Some folks was watching Sister Deborah because she was diagnosed with cancer and the whole church knows it. She hasn't been here in a while. So they, some folks was watching to see how she's going to respond. And I saw her standing up 
lifted up both hands and somebody's faith was encouraged because somebody said, I know what she's been going through and if she's able to still praise God through what she's been through, then just maybe I can praise him. You know, you really don't know who's watching you. Once they find out you go to church, once they find out you say you believe, there's somebody watching everyone. It's funny how children can be over there making all sorts of noise, playing with their toys. You think that they're not paying attention to you. And here you are talking on the phone, using language that you ought not to use. You don't think they're paying attention to you, but they have the unique ability to make act like they're busy while they're listening to everything you saying. And then little Johnny, little Mary, little Shakika, little start using words that they shouldn't even know and you wonder where they got it from. Don't check the daycare first. Check at home first and see if you've been saying something that you didn't think they heard, but they heard it. If mama can say it, I can say it. It's not cute when a one-year-old cuss you out. Oh, isn't that so cute? And they're using... I mean, I'm going to be nice today. Let me, let, me, let me share with you. The more gifted you are, the more you're going to attract attention. And the more you're going to have to be careful with what you do. Saturday, I was blessed by seeing the homegrown service of Whitney Houston. Her life has been on display. From the time she stepped in front of the, the, the mic, in front of the camera, we've been watching. We have seen the ugly, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the up, the down, the in, the out. And because of the platform that her gift got her to, it made her on display even more. The higher God raises us, the more on display we are to the world. The more God chooses to use us, there is a pepper. If, if you want to be greatly used, if you want to get where God wants you to get to, there is a process because God is not going to take you where your character can't keep you. Whether we fall or not, when God raises a person and he has given them that gift, he has set the platform that the world may see him in us. And if we forget who has gifted us, who has called us, 
Who, when we didn't know anything, that God was preparing us. If we ever forget, then, then what will happen is the devil will set you up for a fall. That's what God says. He says, I got vessels that I can put on display, but I got other vessels that I can't put on display. Lord, why, why can't you put them on display? Because they haven't done the work. They haven't allowed me to take them through the process. They, they haven't allowed me to do the inward work so that when I blossom their gift, that when the pressure comes, that they're in work working, they're in work preparing, that they're in work faith can withstand. Listen, if you think you're going through hell down here, wait till he takes you up here. If you think that that, that it's hard down here, wait till he takes you right here. If you think that all hell them broke loose, get up, bro. Wait till, matter of fact, stay there. Till he lifts you up here. Listen, your view of me is greater because God has elevated me. And the higher he elevates you, the bigger the devil is that's going to attack you. Now, hold on. God has prepared you for this, but you got to have enough faith to stand when you don't feel like standing. Look at the text. Walk through the text with me. Look at the text with me. Look at the text with me. 2 Timothy 2.20 says, he says, now in, in his house, in a large house, in a great house, the church is God's house. And he has set his great house separate from the world. We are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has placed in you his spirit, his, his, his personhood, his power, he has gifted every one of us. What we do with it is our choice. He, he won't make you. He wants you, but he won't make you. And when, and when you haven't acknowledged him the way you ought to, why in the world should he lift you to a platform that you can't handle? See, I don't care what nobody said. Whitney Houston had the ability to sing on a level that most people can't sing. That hard oh, if nobody. She could do it effortlessly. That was what's so amazing. There was no veins popping out her neck. She had command of her voice, and when she was at her best, when she was at her best, she could do whatever she wanted to do. That's why we fell in love with her. It was the gifting of God in her that we saw. Hold on. Just because a person is gifted, 
perfected don't mean they're mature. Your gifting is not the measure of how mature you are. Your anointing is not the measure of how mature you are. Now, I believe there's a parallel to the degree of anointing and, and what you've been through and your, and, and your maturity, but some people just is so gifted that you think it's the anointing, but it don't have to be anointed. Some people have a level of anointing and they can grow higher because God has purpose for them to go on a platform that will bless a lot of people. But it doesn't mean that they have made the maturity yet. You see, your maturity will take you where your gift can't keep you. It's your maturity level that keeps you that when the test comes, you can stand flat-footed and say, I will not be moved. I will not give up. I will not give in. Lord, I trust you. I'm hurting right now. I don't feel good right now. But in spite of what I'm going through, hallelujah, anyhow, I'm going to give you the highest prayer. You've been good to me. You're a good guy. I know your character. In spite of where I'm at, I will. You see, the battle is this for all of us. How much is God going to use us and put on us display? And is Satan going to stop what God wants to do? How much are we going to allow God to lift us? Are we going to allow the enemy to get in our way where God can never take us, where he wants to take us? Because we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to work in us to help perfect us. And you may think you're nobody, but if you're God's, you're somebody. There's a gift that's lying inside of you that God wants to bring out of you. And all of us has a platform somewhere or another. And no matter where it's at, there's a If it's a mother being an example to the children, you don't know what your children's going to do, but you give them a launching pad that they may jump even higher. Nothing in God's plan is little. It all has a purpose and it ties together. Even us being here together is purposed by God because somebody's watching you. You don't even know that they are watching you, but they're watching how you worship. And one of these days, they're going to they're gonna do it just like you. Watch, 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 watch the text. Watch the text. He said that there are woodware, there are, there are earthenware. Those are things that most of the time you don't put on display. But watch this progression. Therefore, if anyone, anyone in Christ, not some of us, but any of us, all of us, 
is, is we work with God. We work with the Holy Spirit. God just haven't chosen some of us. He has chosen all of us, and all of us he wants to display for his glory. Well, 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 well you keep on using this word glory. What do you mean by glory, preacher? You know what? Glory is Jesus standing on the Mount of Transfiguration, and his true self shows up in spite of his human flesh. And it says that his face shined more than the sun and his, and his clothes was changed. The miracle isn't that he, 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 he transfigured before the apostles' eyes. The miracle was that he held it in all the time. You got to understand that, that our Jesus is God. He's glorious within his nature. God is so glorious that he shines, he shines greater than the sun. That, that, that if his grace don't keep you, you will burn up in his presence. Even the angels hide their eyes because his glory is too much. Hold on. The glory is not his outward shine. The glory is who he is on the inside. It's his character. It's his excellency. It's his holiness. It's his love. It's his personage. But his personage is so awesome that it got to have an outward manifestation. And his outward manifestation will burn you up. Oh, then the Bible said that the Holy Spirit has come to make his abode in us. Then Jesus said that if you are mine, that I myself and the Holy Spirit and my Father will come to make our abode in you through the Holy Spirit, which means that there's some glory. There's some glory. There's some glory on the inside of us. There ought to be some shining in the church. There ought to be some shine. You ought to have a light in you. There ought to be some light in you. God, God, God ought to be able to, to point you out and say, look at him. Look at her. Because when you see them, you see a little better me. They said that Gandhi was studying the Bible and, and he was considering Christianity. He would read about Christ and, and saw in Christ, he saw glory. But he said that when he lifted up his head off the pages of the Bible and he watched those who claimed to be Christians, he said, I love your Christ, but I don't like you Christians. You know what he was saying? He said, when I lift my eyes off the pages of the book and expect to see some of the glory that I read about Jesus in the Christians. They fell so short of looking like him that I turned away from the Bible and began to pick up something else because I didn't see the same glory in them that I saw. Are we on, if we are on display, what are we displaying? The call of the church is, I know we don't get it right all the time. I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about that, that there's a desire to be more like him. 
I'm talking about that we understand what is happening here, that all the hell is trying to stop us from shining. And though it's going to cost you something to shine, it's worth the cost. Look, 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 look at the text. Look at the text. He says, therefore, if anyone cleanse, if anyone purge, if anyone allow God to do the work in them, he or she will be a vessel of honor. You know what that tells me? It's a choice. All of his, all of his children are filled with excellency. All of his children is filled with glory. Now, I can choose to what degree I'm going to allow God to let me shine. Why would God put us on a platform where he knows we're not ready to withstand the test? Many of us want God to lift us, but we haven't allowed him to do the inward work to make us ready. Joseph, I believe Joseph had to go through his pit experience and his jail experience in order to be placed on a platform that he was the second in command of the greatest empire at that time. I don't think that his major test was part of his wife. I think his major test was when his brothers who, 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 who threw him in a pit. His brothers that was gonna kill him. His brothers that sold him and sent him in slavery. I believe that when he saw his brothers coming in, that everything in him wanted to get revenge on his brother. See, I don't think that the only test is sex. I don't think the only test is drinking. I don't think the only test is going to the boat. I believe that there's some tests that it's when that person on your job them got on your last nerve. I, 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 believe, I, believe, I, believe, I believe when folks is against you and they have no reason to be against you and every time they see you, they roll their eyes at you. I think that it's that person in your house. Y'all didn't hear me. They may be in your house. And you ready to, to do something. But God said, no, 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 no. I'm using you as a testimony. And you got to withstand being mistreated, talked about, slandered. Folks misusing you. And God said, be quiet. Keep acting like a Christian. Keep loving them. Keep praying for them. Because I'm going to use you to get to them. Wait a minute. Got your bags packed. Ready to head for the door. And God shut the door. Ain't time to leave yet. Ready to quit your job. Because they done elevated everybody else. You done talked them. You, you, done, you done showed them. You better than them. And the person that you train get the promotion. You about ready to turn in your resignation 
and God says no. Your greatest test is going to be putting up with folks who don't deserve your love, who haven't earned your love, and you got to love them in spite of them. He saw his brothers, and he's in position to make life hard. I mean, he says, love your enemies. He says, he says, he said, be kind to those who despitefully use you. Not only do you got those that are watching you, you got those who hate you. Can't stand that you're gay. Did you know your gift will give you enemies? Just the fact you go to church, just the fact you go to church, somebody don't like you. Just the fact you go to work on time and they don't, they don't like you. Just the fact you can wear a smile on your face and they got a frown on their face and they don't understand where your joy comes from. Folks, folks, on the, that's that folks in your own house may not like. Jesus' brothers and sisters didn't believe in him. Why do you think your family going to support you in your endeavor to get closer to God? If Jesus had to go through, we got... See, it's easy to take stuff from folks that don't know you. But folks who ought to know you Folks that ought to. It's harder to take stuff from the inside than it is for stuff from the outside. And maintain. It's funny. The more, the more God lifts you, the less friends you're going to have. There are folks that will love you as long as you're down here with them. But the moment God does this, they can't stand some of you. Don't you dare let God take you up a step higher. Now they're not even faking it anymore. They're letting you know to your face they don't like you. And you're trying to figure out what you did. of dishonor who don't want to go to a place of honor is jealous. Don't like. Listen, everything is not a click in the church. Some folks got a desire to get more of Jesus. And when you don't want more of Jesus, you don't fit in. My God, my God, in the church, you got to weave yourself through 
folks who standing still. In the church, you got to weave yourself because everybody don't want more. And sometimes, to be honest with you, let me just be real honest with you. Young man came and preached, I believe it was last week. Young man gifted, 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 gifted. Young man still in school, working a job. After he preached, I told his mom. He'd been in the ministry for a year and a month. He, was, he preached beyond his age. He preached beyond his experience. And what you saw was the gifting that was on him that is beyond him. He has to grow into it. You saw, he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't have the knowledge of understanding how he worked his way through that text. He didn't have the knowledge to understand of how he dealt with it from a psychological standpoint, from a practical standpoint, gave an illustration, and then dove into the... He, he, he only been in the ministry for a year and one month. Before he was even called into the ministry, uh, Bugler was here, and the young man sat there playing the keyboard, and I watched a phenomenal keyboard player. But what I saw on him, I saw something in his eyes, and I said to myself, I said, I love the way he plays the keyboard, but there's an anointing on that young man. I saw it months before he was called. I was talking about, I couldn't take my eyes off. I said, there's an anointing on that young man. I told his mom, I told her, I said, don't let nobody overuse him. Listen, when there are young ministers who are teenagers, they are a phenomena. And churches right now, he got enough dates to preach every Sunday across Cincinnati. Because people want to see the phenomena and not care nothing about the person. People will use your gifts. And when your gift is all used up, they will kick you to the... Mom said, I only let him go out twice a month. Said he's in school, he's working. Uh-uh, they ain't using my baby. I said, because people will love the gift and I care nothing about the person. Let me give you an example. When Whitney could do it at will... Everybody singing her praises. But after she had damaged her vocal cords, sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't. And here she is in concert, and her voice isn't there, can't do it, and they're booing her. Wait a minute. This is the same person they love. This is the same person that they celebrated. But now that the gift isn't there at command, now guess what? Since you can't deliver, uh -huh. 
church. God is always interested in the person. He develops the person. He gives the gift, but he loves you. He's into developing you. I tell every minister, I'm almost finished. We're almost done. I tell every minister, don't fall in love with the ministry, fall in love with Jesus. Don't ever let ministry be what you are after in anything. You fall in love with Jesus and ministry will be there. When he says in Matthew chapter 11, when he says, take my yoke upon you, he says, he says, it's my yoke. Put your head in the ministry. But he doesn't say learn the ministry. He says, learn of me. In every case, when Paul prays, when he, when he says that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, when he says that prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, when he says that prayer in Philippians chapter 1, when he says that prayer in Colossians chapter 1, he always says knowledge in the knowledge of his will, in the knowledge understanding of him, know him, get the word in you, learn him, get intimate with him, get caught up in him. Get wrapped up in him. It's all about Jesus. If you got Jesus, he'll let everything else come and he will take care of. He working us through. Let me tell you. I love grape juice. I love grape juice. But I bet you if grapes was alive, they hate grape juice. You know why? Because in order to get grape juice, the grape has to go through a process that they don't like. The grape has to be crushed. The grape has to be squeezed. See, the grape, if it's alive, it costs the grape its life in order for it to give its juice. I'm blessed when I grape grape juice. Are you blessed when you grape when you drink grape juice? But the grape has to pay a heavy price in order for you to get some juice. My fact, a cup of grape juice is not just one grape. It takes a lot of grapes to fill a cup. I want you to know today, if God's going to use you to bless somebody else before he uses you, before he lifts you, before he shows you off, there's a cost you got to pay. He got to move you out of the way. He got to take your skin off. He got to press you until he gets some juice out of you. The juice is the anointing. And self wants to get in the way of the anointing. But when God gets ready to use somebody, what he does, he puts you through hell and high water. See, some of you are going through some stuff and you think God has forsaken you. 
No, God got you right where he wants you because he's trying to crush you to get some more juice out of you. Once he crushed you, he will lift you. I got something in my hand. I got someone in my hand. As long as it's in my hand, whatever it goes through, it got to go through my hand. If I put my hand in boiling hot water, what's in my hand may feel it, but they don't feel it directly. They feel it through my hand. If I put my hand in some ice cold water, they don't feel the ice cold water directly. They feel the effects of the ice cold water, but they feel it through my hand. My question to you today, are you in God's hand? Because if you are in God's hand, you're not feeling the pressure of the test directly. You're feeling it through his hands. And as long as you're in his hands, don't you know everything is going to be all right? And you might have to cry sometimes. You might have to go through something. But as long as, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. What you doing, preacher? I'm lifting my hand. And that which is in my hand is being lifted too. Doesn't matter who don't want it to be lifted. As long as I lift my hand, that which is in my hand is being lifted too. Don't you know that when you're in God's hand, that when God decides to bring you out, no demon, no, no devil in hell can stop God from lifting you up because as long as you're in his hand, there's nothing nobody can do about it. Your enemies may try to stop it, but as long as you're in his hands, there's nobody, there's nobody, there's nobody that can stop God from blessing you. Nobody, no, no, nobody. Not the devil, not your enemies, not your boss, not nobody. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. When God choose to lift his hand, as long as you're in his hand, he's going to lift you too. Are you in his hands? Are you in his hands? Are you in his hands? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Up to now, you couldn't see what's in my hand. There comes a point when God opens up his hands. Well, wait a minute. Somebody said, well, I'm not safe no more. No, you still in his hand. But what he has done, he has set a platform for you to shine because you recognize you're in his hands. So when hell, all hell break loose, 
you in his hands. You ought to stand flat-footed. Give God the praise anyway because you're in his hands. There's nothing that the devil can do to stop you. You know you're in his hands. You may not feel like it. It may not seem like it. But he promised he would never leave you, not forsake you. He promised he would never leave you alone. He promised that if your mama and daddy forsake you, he would come and lift you up. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In any way, he's good. In spite of the devil's trying to shut your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. If you got a small mouth, open up your small mouth. If you got a quiet mouth, open up your quiet mouth. If you got a big mouth, open up your big mouth. If you got a loud mouth, open up your loud mouth. Give God, give God, give God, give God, give God the praise. The devil thought he had Job, took all his stuff, took all his children, split the hill with, with, with sickness. Thought he had him. Thought he had him until Joseph bowed himself before his God and said, Naked, I came into the world. And naked, I shall leave. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name. See, your faith can't be predicated on your circumstance. Your praise can't be based on what you're going through. Your praise ought to be based on, I know he's good. Right now he's good. In spite of he's good. Blessed. Blessed. Blessed be his name. I want you to know. The moment Job said that. The devil said I lost. The moment. In the heat of the fire, in the heat of the battle, when you're at your lowest, with all hell done broke loose, that's not time to quit. That's not time to throw in the towel. That's not time to complain. It's time to look over the hills with it coming for your help, because your help, your help, your help, your help. Your strength, your joy, your peace, your deliverance coming from the Lord. Give God some praise. 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 Give him some praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy.
He's worthy. He's worthy. The truck is on display. I believe. Not only are we display to the people around us, but hell is watching. Hell. The devil is watching. His demons are watching. And the Bible says we got a great witness, a great cloud in heaven that is watching. But more than that, Jesus is watching. And he's betting because he has given us everything we need. He's betting that in the midst of that we're going to open up our mouth and give him the praise. Wait a minute, I just heard something. Reverend, that's not fair. I've been going through it my whole life. My whole life is difficult. And it hasn't stopped. I'm tired of fighting. You don't have a clue what I'm going through. But I hear Apostle Paul writes, I reckon, I reckon that all my suffering, all the stuff we go through, all the hell we go through, all that the devil throws at us, it's not even worthy to be compared to the glory that we reveal in us. Wait a minute. And I'm through. C.S. Lewis writes in his book, The Great Divorce, which talks about our divorce from God when we don't choose Christ. And he gives a passage which says, when we get to heaven, heaven won't start when we get to heaven. But when we look back on earth, we won't see the suffering. We won't see the hard times. What we will see with 2020 vision, matter of fact, let me, let me say, 100-100 vision, because our vision won't be better than 2020. We will see how God was there all the time. So heaven, when we look back, won't start when we get to heaven. We would see heaven while we were on earth because we would see him carrying us. We would see him holding us. We would see what we can't see on this side. We're going to see it on the other side and recognize he was there all the time. He was there all the time. And when we recognize that we didn't make it this far by our own strength, but it's been by his mercy and his grace, we're going to bow down at his feet and give him glory. 
Because if it wasn't for the Lord on our side, we never would have made it. 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 Are you in his Can you say without a doubt that you have placed yourself in his hand? And no matter what you go through, you go through it in his hand. And as long as you're in your hand, his hand, you know you're safe. You know that there's strength in his hand. There's power in his hand. There's peace. There's a, wait a minute. Even when he's crushing you, he's loving you. Even when he's breaking you, he's holding you. Even when you go through the wine press, he's, he's there. And when he lifts you, when he opens up his hands to display you, blessings from you that other people will pour out because you allow him to crush you. And the anointing will be as such that you know nobody but Jesus. No, 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 nobody but him. Today, we want to make sure that you are in the master's hands. He will walk with you. He will talk with you. He will show you how to live this life. And when you fall, he will pick you back. Whitney fell a lot of times, but I believe she's in glory now. Because at the end, he starts singing, yes, Jesus loves me. Regardless what they find out, which one of us haven't fallen? Which one of us doesn't struggle? Which one of us, but his grace and his mercy. Today, God is reaching out to you. He outstretching his arms. And he said, come.